So you're in love with a narcissist and that narcissist has a hold on you? I want to give you six things that you struggle with with the aspects of being in love with a narcissist and how that transpires, how that unfolds of what's going on, either why does it take so long, or what are these things that I'm struggling with, and why. I want to be able to talk to you about that today. If you don't know who I am, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist that runs Raw Motivations, and I'm on this platform to provide awareness. Awareness of what narcissism is. Awareness of what, what narcissism does. Awareness of the havoc and the chaos that narcissism brings to everyday lives. Narcissism is something that's ramping up in society, that's ramping up in people, that's ramping up in our culture. And as you see it prevail more and more in relationships, you start to see the destructive patterns that it has where it destroys family dynamics, it destroys friendships, it destroys so many different aspects in our culture on a day-to-day -day basis. I know this because I've lived it. And I live it every single day as I work on myself through consistent work every single day and through consistent work every single week with going to therapy. I've been now at the time of this recording, been in therapy for now 14 months and going every week. And I know that I have to continue that and I know I have to continue working on that because I'm strengthening my arsenal to be a better person. I'm strengthening my arsenal to change the behaviors and the actions that I struggle with on a day-to-day -day basis. It's not easy. It's always a fight. But I know the difference now is that I'm fighting and I'm striving for it. Where before, I wasn't. I was coasting, hurting, and destroying other people. I'm on this channel to bring about awareness of narcissism, healing, growth, and change. And really the main way I do that is I meet with people on a day-to-day -day basis. I have one-on-one -on -one Zoom calls where I talk to people about breaking free from the trauma bond, detoxing from the narcissist, and setting up a future vision of where you're going to go and how you're going to stay healthy as you continue on in life. One of the neat things that we've been able to come up with just recently has been the idea of an app that would be able to put in your hand to be able to learn about narcissism, be able to track your truth, be able to track your no contact with your narcissist, and also be able to engage with community of like-minded people that are getting out of a relationship or have gotten out of a relationship so you, don't, so you don't feel like you're alone because you're not. In the moment, a lot of times you feel crazy. A lot of times you feel like, I can't believe all this is happening. Well, I want to let you know like you're not crazy. And the stuff that you're going through is natural and is normal compared to the abuse that you've been exposed to. So I'd love for you to be able to check that out. You can download the NARC app, N-A-R-C, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community, NARC. You can download that on Apple or on Google Play. We'd love to be able to have you engage with that community and join that group of people. We have uh, weekly, weekly live calls and then also monthly Zoom calls as well. So we'd love to have you be a part of that group as well. Anyways. I want to talk to you today about the aspect of that healing, but also the aspect of like six things that you struggle with with being in love with a narcissist, okay? Some of these you might connect with, some of you might not, but why does it take so long? Like why does it feel so hard of like why can't I get through this healing process? Why can't I figure out well, the, things I did, the things that I did, the things that happened, like why can't I just move on past it? Okay, well, the first one that I want to be able to touch on, and just FYI, what we're touching base on, again, just to give credit where credit's due, is the book Psychopath Free. So recovering from emotionally abusive relationships, narcissists, sociopaths, and other toxic people. This book is very helpful for a lot of people that are coming through this. If you hadn't had a chance to get a copy, go on Amazon, wherever you can find it, grab a copy, and sit down and start reading, because there's a lot of stuff in here that you're going to recognize, and you're going to realize, whoa, this was my relationship. As I read this, 
there's a lot of stuff that I've picked up that I'm like, whoa, this is stuff that I've done, okay? Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, so I want to talk to you about six different signs, six different things. Okay. One, one of the reasons why it's taking so long is you're in love. Like that, that, that seems like commonplace, but that's one of the differences that's all around in normal relationships, but that's also common, like in the narcissistic relationship, like you are in love. Like, yes, there's an aspect that it was manufactured love. Here's what the book says. Yes, it was manufactured love. Your personality was mirrored and your dreams manipulated, but you were in love. Love is the strongest human emotion and bond in the world. And you felt it with all your heart. It is always painful to lose someone you loved, someone you plan to be with for the rest of your life. The human spirit must heal from these love losses. Regardless of your abuser's intentions, your love was still very real. It will take a great deal of time and hope to pull you out of the standard post-breakup depression. Because you have that depression because you showed that love to the other person. The problem is the other person didn't show that love back and didn't demonstrate that on a day-to-day basis. The second one that we have is you are in desperate love. Okay, here's where you branch off from regular relationships. Because they manufactured desperation and desire. You probably worked harder in this relationship than any other. You put more time, energy, and thought than ever before. And in turn, you're rewarded with the nastiest, most painful experience of your life. In the idealization phase, they showered you with attention, gifts, letters, and compliments. They actually pretended to be exactly like you in every way. Everything you did was perfect to them, and it made you elated, unaware that they were preparing for the identity erosion. You begin to pick up on all sorts of hints that you might be replaced at any time. This encouraged your racing thoughts, ensuring that this person was on your mind every second of the day. This unhinged, unpredictable lifestyle is what a psychopath hopes to create with their lies, gaslighting, and triangulation. By keeping them on your mind at all times, you fell into a state of desperate love. This is unhealthy and is not a sign that the person you feel so strongly about is actually worthy of your love. Your mind convinces you that you feel pow- if you feel power so powerfully, then it must be the only person who will ever make you feel this way. And when you lose that person, your world completely falls apart. You enter a state of panic and devastation. This is so true in these relationships is they build this aspect of desperate love, of a desperation of, hey, you might be replaced anytime. Like they use that triangulation aspect of like, well, when I was with so-and-so, or do you think, you know, if I was with so-and-so that they would do this, all these type of things to make you try to prove more, to try to prove your worth, to try to give them more so they'll stay. That idea of desperate love. Number three, the chemical reaction. Psychopaths have an intense emotional and sexual bond with their victims. These are due to their sexual magnetism and the way they train their victims' minds to become reliant upon their approval. Do you hear that? They train you to be reliant on their approval. 
After they first adored you in every way, they let down their guard and began to place your self-worth in them. Your happiness started to depend on their opinion of you. Happiness is a chemical reaction going off in your brain, dopamine and receptors firing off to make you feel good. Like a drug, the psychopath offers you this feeling in full force at the beginning, but once you become reliant on it, they begin to pull back. Slowly, you need more and more to feel the same high. You do everything you can to hang on to it, and while they're doing everything in their power to keep you starving for the love and approval. A lot of times you'll see this where they pull back and it looks like you feel crazy. Like, why am I reaching out to this person? Why am I keep trying to build this relationship up when I already know like it's been awful? They've been mean to me. A lot of times they'll have this with family members and other people out there where they're desperate to show this relationship is still good. This relationship still works. That's the one, the chemical reaction. The other one, the next one, inferiority and comparison. There are thousands of support groups for survivors of infidelity. Infidelity leaves long-lasting insecurities and feelings of never being good enough. It leaves you constantly comparing yourself to others. The pain alone makes many people years to recover from. Now compare that to a psychopath's triangulation. Not only do they cheat on you, they happily wave it in your face. They brag about it, trying to prove how happy they are with your replacement. They carry none of the usual shame and guilt that come with cheating. They're thrilled to be posting pictures and telling their friends of how happy they are. I cannot even begin to explain how emotionally damaging this is to someone who has once been a target of a psychopath's idealization. The triangulation alone will take so much time to, to heal from. So it's another aspect of the healing that takes a while and feels like it takes a while to be able to get over is the idea of inf in inferiority and comparison. How they compare so much is that triangulation, that piece that makes you doubt yourself, makes you doubt your worth. That's what they're doing so that you keep coming back for more every single time. All right, last two we got. Uh, you've encountered pure evil. Everything you once understood about people did not apply to this person. During the relationship, you tried to be compassionate, easygoing, and forgiving. You never could have known that the person you loved was actively using these things against you. It just doesn't make sense. So you spent your time projecting a normal human conscience onto them, trying to explain away their inexplicable behavior. But once you discover psychopaths, sociopath, and narcissism, everything starts to change. You begin to feel disgusted, horrified that you let in this darkness into your life. Everything clicks and falls into place. All the accidental or insensitive behavior finally makes more sense. You try to explain this to friends and family members, but no one really seems to get it. This is why validation matters. When you come together with others who have experienced the same thing as you, you discover you're not crazy. You're not alone in this experience. Last one I want to bring up is your spirit is deeply wounded. After the inevitable abandonment, most narcissists, I mean most survivors, sorry, after the inevitable abandonment, most survivors end up feeling a kind of emptiness that cannot even be described as depression. It's like your spirit has completely gone away. You feel numb to everything and everyone around you. The things that once made you happy now leave you cold. You worry that your, that your encounter with this monster has destroyed your ability to empathize, feel, and care. The author says here, I believe this is what takes the longest time to recover from. It feels hopeless at first, but your spirit is always with you. Wounded for sure, but never gone. As you begin your discovery, self-respect, boundaries, it's, it slowly starts to find its voice again. It feels safe opening up, peeking out sporadically to say hello. You'll find yourself grateful to be crying again, happy that your emotions seem to be returning. This is great and it will start to become more and more consistent. Ultimately, you will leave the experience with an unexpected wisdom about the people around you. 
Your spirit will return stronger than, ne stronger than ever before, refusing to be treated that way again. You may encounter toxic people throughout your life, but you won't let them stay for very long. You don't have time for mind games and manipulation. You seek out kind, honest, and compassionate individuals you know deserve nothing less. So I just wanted to share a little bit. If you hadn't had a chance, please pick up this book, Psychopath Free. But I wanted to share some of those aspects of why does it take so long with the healing process and what are some of the reasons why. You're in love, you're in desperate love, the chemical reaction, inferiority and comparison, you've accounted pure evil, and your spirit is deeply wounded. A lot of those have big ramifications and big aspects in your life that can sideline you and hold you back for many years to come. So work on yourself, work on that healing to get that healing and healthiness as you continue to get out of that relationship. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule one-on-one -on -one so I can talk to you and try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.